Welcome to Where'd They Go, a podcast that is intended to aid in the grieving process after the loss of a child. Hi, I'm your host, Cheryl Laxanen, and in 2014, after the loss of my son Christopher at the age of 22, I started to receive strange, supernatural communications immediately upon his transition. I say transition because that is what I believe it is. It's just a step into a new type of existence without our earthly body. I thought I was going crazy, even contemplating that I had schizophrenia. So I immersed myself into books and self-help groups to explore what happens after death. By receiving communication from spirit and conducting my own research and exploration, I now wanna help others through their grief, through your grief. Welcome to the club that I wish you didn't have to be a part of. Today, my guest is a real angel, Angel Kusick. I first met Angel in 1982 when she pledged the sorority I was in. What's really weird is our sorority symbol of Pi Beta Phi was the angel. My impression of Angel was she was a beautiful and tall girl with long, dark hair, but she was mysterious. I was a senior and she was a freshman, so I really didn't get to know her that well, and I haven't spoken with her since. She's also made over 40 TV commercials around the world, and she was featured in several MTV videos, including Robert Palmer's Mercy, Mercy Me, and Michael and the Mechanics, if you can remember them back in the day. She also attended the London School of Psychic Studies for 15 years, Angel apprenticed with the most distinguished psychics, mediums, and healers of our times. In 2020, Angel actually received the Certificate of Achievement from Yale University in the Science of Psychology and Well-Being. Her formal education includes undergraduate work in psychology and communications at Ohio University and a postgraduate degree from the prestigious DSL in West London, known for its stringent curriculum in classical studies. She also received a Certificate of Achievement in Contract Law from Harvard University. Angel was also nominated for the International New Voices in Literature Award by Writer's Digest. She has also written three other books, A Compendium of Souls, The Secret History of Your Soul, and Angelic Healing Soups. And in January 2020, right before COVID hit, she had an out-of-body experience where she had an interaction with Mother Nature, whom was in rage. Angel said that Mother Nature was going to declare war on the human race. Please welcome Angel. Hi, Angel. It's been 40 years. It's so good to see oh. you. It's so good to see you too, Cheryl. You haven't changed at all. And did it's I? Kind of weird. I noticed a lot of the girls from our sorority look the same. Well, it's weird. funny. Yeah, they don't quite to me look the same but what their personalities are still there and so when they everybody starts talking again then I see I see the old angel I see an 18 year old angel when I see you I don't see you as we age right sure sure so okay there's an imprint that goes over your face from the mind you know right it's weird how it's kind of like transfiguration we'll get into that yeah we'll get into that (laughs) So knowing you as a college girl, to me, you were beautiful, tall, long black hair. Thanks. uh, Shy and very mysterious. 
But now, after reading your books, oh, you read my books. Thank you. Now I know Thank why you. you, you said that. That's right. <laughs> now I know why you were mysterious to me. So I wasn't trying to be mysterious. I'm just kind of. I'm not like the most social person on the planet. Oh, you're very talkative. You are very social. <laughs> I need to be. I am. Yeah, I can. I I can go back ambivert. I can go back and forth. So, when were you first aware of your psychic ability abilities? Well, you know what? It's the question should be where was I first aware other people didn't have it? Okay. Because I knew I had it. My whole family has it. My sister is a very busy medium as well. She's extremely busy all the time. Um, my mom, my grandma, my grand, great grandmother, who I knew. So it's sort of a, yeah, and then my grandmother on the other side was psychic with animals. So we all kind of had that ability. It's just a part of the mind that is has an enlarged pineal gland that taps into that portion of the mind. They're they're also really good artists too. My family, I'm not, but they are. So when did you want to heighten your experience as a psychic? Because well, when I knew I, you, was, that didn't happen. Or did yeah, it? Yeah, you know, it, it, I, I had no interest at all in it. As a matter of fact, I didn't want anything to do with it, to be honest with you. And I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to actuate it, nothing. But it kept interrupting my other life and my other job. And I, it was so intrusive. I just wanted to shut it down. And so when I went to the College of Psychic Studies in London, they're like, you're the most psychic person we've had here in a hundred years, they told me. Wow. And they're like, they were laughing when I told them I wanted to shut it down. So what? You, what that wasn't, what, yeah, I, could, I can't do that. Yeah. How old were you when you did that? Went to College of Psychic Studies? Yes. Uh, I was about 20 or 21. Oh, you were really young back then. Yeah, and I was there a long time. So yeah. did you have to pay to go and do that? What motivated yeah, you? Have to you pay for and... your classes, just like school. But it's a it, you have to be interviewed, you have to be accepted, you have to be allowed into the circles as you progress. And so, um, you know, some of my teachers were in their 80s. Yeah, they were Victorians. A lot of my teachers were Victorians back in the day. So what do you learn there? How to actuate your psychic mechanism. Okay. I know that that is a strange thought. And but you do have you literally have a mechanism in your system, your chakra system. And when you learn to actuate certain frequencies and certain vibrations of certain chakras, you can achieve different results. Okay, so by doing that and learning and understanding that, did mm -hmm. you have an ultimate goal at the end um, that's to help question. people or just to have an all-knowing? I wanted to just have better control of my mechanism because it was too random and intrusive. And I, I just wanted to be able to control it. But then when I realized I could help people, I was like, wow, you know, I can really make a difference in a lot of people's lives. And I, I got so much gratification from it. Then I then I just did it because I I liked it just it was weird. It was like, you know, when you're in the right place, it it everything fits. Like I had I was very well known in Europe for what I did. People flew in from all over Europe to see me in England. How did you get your name out there? Word How did people learn about you? Word of mouth is a powerful tool. Yeah, I, I did. I did advertise two or three times in the local paper in England. And um, I, you know, it's funny because I just thought I'd get, you know, I'd, I'd get a few clients, but it was like a landslide because the few people that saw me told their friends and then 
that's pretty much launched the business. So if I were seeking you out, I would come to you because you're a medium slash psychic and you would give me a reading? Yeah. Well, it depends what you, I mean, I've got a lot of doctors that see me that ask me a lot of medical questions about themselves. Even I've got a lot. I was, I was trying to figure it out the other day, just off the top of my head, but a great majority of my clients are therapists and doctors for some reason. I don't know why, but they are. And what can you, what can you tell them? Like, give me, it depends what some people want to know. Like some people are having trouble with, um, maybe something at work or some people want to know business investments. Some people want to know, uh, they want to make contact with their, like, for instance, yesterday I was talking to a woman and I linked into her father and she'd seen me a couple times over the past 20 years. But what was funny was her, well, it's not funny. Her father had died and she wanted to contact him and her father was really angry. Her father's spirit was really pissed off, not at her. And he was upset about something somebody said to her that wasn't true. And he's like, you know, he was saying, make sure she doesn't believe what that person said. And I said, did somebody say something to you that could be considered like a lie about your father? And and she was like, yeah, this guy came up and said my dad was having an affair before he left my mother. And he, and I, you know, that was impossible. And but anyway, so sometimes the spirits have a message to get through, too. It's 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 not always just one way, which is really Interesting. So this podcast is originated for parents who are grieving the loss yeah. of a child. Yes. Um, yes. How can and you? How, yeah, how would I would you, like to show them how to do something to work with their psychic mechanism so that they could feel the touch of the child. That's like a physical touch. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So f- take me for instance. What would you tell me? What would okay. you tell me to do? Okay. So you've heard the word chakra. I hate the way people throw it around yeah, because right they here. don't know the most basic things about it. Oh, there's so many more than that. There's over oh. 300 of them. But the main stock, that's where your third eye is. Um, the, the main stock of the chakra. Chakra is a Sanskrit word. It means a wheel of light. They pull in. They push out energy. They vibrate at different frequencies, at different velocities. And they corroborate with the same colors as the rainbow. And... When you vibrate certain ones at certain frequencies, you can actuate certain results. For instance, the the throat is the throat chakra has to do with clairaudience. That's when you hear spirit. Um, third eye when you see spirit. But what what I'd like to show or explain to your people, your your viewers, is um, how to feel the touch of a kindred spirit, a passed over spirit. And that's a little bit easier than other things. I've had I've had some students for over 20 years now. And it's kind of amazing what they've been able to achieve. When you learn the basic fundamental things, even if you I don't speak to you for years and years, and that happens with some people, I don't talk to them for a long time. Um, it, it grows like ivy. You know, it just keeps growing and growing and growing. And all of a sudden you wake up and you're able to do things you were never in a million years think you could have done before. So what and, what are yeah. some of the fundamental things to get in touch with your yes, child yes. on the other side? Okay, so you've got your, it, let, let's say you want to just feel the touch of somebody, your grandmother, your child, your family member, whoever that's in the spirit world. Um, what you can do at night, 
first of all, you never cross your arms and legs when you do this work because that blocks the this the sort of acceleration of the energy. Okay. So you, you know, with yoga, that's one thing. That's nothing connected to what I do. Because a lot of people think, <gasps> you know, no, it's not like that. It's it's a silken breath. Nobody should hear you. I shouldn't hear you if you're right next to me. But basically, at night, before you go to bed, you, you have to always remember, let me interject here, there's something called cosmic law. And with cosmic law, spirits are not supposed to touch you. They still do the bad. There's some, you know, questionable spirits out there. That's for sure. But um, you you should invoke them. You should ask them and allow them to come through. So actuating what you what you could do. Let's say you wanted to feel the touch of your of your husband or child. Um, you open your third eye. So you would imagine your third eye, like a, like an old, in, like, like an Egyptian eye opening on your forehead. You see it in the color of indigo blue. And then you go to your heart chakra, which is green. There's many chakras. I'm just doing these three. The green, which is the heart chakra. You open that. Imagine like, like a lily opening, like a little brown bud opening into a green lily. Or you could imagine it like a candle flickering on at your heart. And you see it in the color of green. And then the solar plexus, which the ancients called the city of a thousand shining lights, you see that as a yellow flower or a yellow candle opening or turning on. And then you very silently breathe the white light. So if anybody's listening, let me just lead you through it. So open your, th open your don't cross anything, and open your third eye and see it in the color of indigo blue. And then open your heart. See that as a little brown bud opening into a beautiful green lotus flower. And then go to your solar plexus, which is by your um, breastbone, it's above your stomach. And see that little brown bud opening in the color of yellow. And as you silently, very quietly breathe in, you'll start to feel them move like the, you'll start to feel them flutter and don't be don't be afraid of that if there's nothing to be afraid of and then you're going to very suddenly breathe the white light in through the crown of your head and you're going to breathe it out through the heart you're going to breathe it in through the crown of your head again a white light or silver or gold in through the crown of your head breathe it out through your yellow solar plexus and then breathe a white light again in through the crown and out through the third eye. So you've got three streams of light. And each light has a different sort of propensity. And it, it, you don't need to know the details of everything because it's, it's a little bit complicated. But just know that those are the three that will activate touch. And then you go to bed. And you activate everything and you if you want you know it's nice to keep breathing you don't have to do it like <gasps> I, i'm not talking like that kind of breath i'm just saying breathe it very slowly and then do it a couple times and when you feel like you're getting like the energy's weakening do it again and then ask the spirit to touch you so what that what that will do is it will expand your auric receptors and it will make you more receptive to the higher emanations of 
of the spirit world. They work on a supersonic vib- vibration. And it, it's like a supersonic highway. And we are on a real slow radio wave vibration. So how many attempts does a person have to do for one. that? One. It can happen the first time. Oh, and it often does. Yeah. You just have to have faith in, in the mechanism and have faith that it you're you're all you're doing is raising your vibration so that you can be receptive to their emanations. That's all you have to do. And some people just do it once and they can do it. But the more you do it, it's like any muscle, the stronger it gets and the better it gets. So is there any and that's a real basic exercise. Is there any um, negativity from practicing this? Exercise. Not that well, I've encountered um, any I, I negative feel, energies come through, or I mean, because people not not like this. No, scary. I know what you're talking talking about. Um, but when you work, when you've got to close down though afterwards, that's the other part of this. Because people that walk around like an open sensory pad, they they can have problems, and it it, it really deteriorates their emotional world. Do you, have a, do you have yes. a book that teaches this or a website? No, and I have so many formulations. And once I die, they're going to go with me. I have to. I know I ha- I'm, I'm going to do classes online and teach people how to do it. But because I've, I've taught all my I've taught a lot of people, but um, it'd be nice to reach people that need it, that don't have access physically to me. So how can people reach you like now or can oh. they? I can go on my website. There's you can reach me at angelville.net. Can you spell that out? Yeah, A N G E L V I L L E dot net. And you can see my website. And there's an email there. But what what I wanted to say is is it's very important to shut those chakras down in the morning when you wake up. Because if you walk around with everything open and perceptive, it's going to make you very irritable, depressed, and drained. And a lot of people have the problem of shutting down much more than opening up. A lot of people are actually overly opened, especially if they had abusive childhoods, that they, um, they, they'll start attracting a lot of negative energy. So you have to always be in control of your mechanism. Okay. What do spirits tell you about where they are and what do they do and where is it? Where are they existing? Um, I mean... You know, I have to laugh. You know, all these rocket ships going across space and everything. Oh, we don't see any signs of life. Well, it's not intergalactic. It's interstellar. So it's not physical. It's vibrational. It's all vibrational. So you, you could have a thousand spirits like right in front of you in different vibrations. So it depends upon how high you can re- get your vibration up. And that's why I, 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 I teach classical metaphysics, which was taught in all the ancient mystery schools. Um, and that is in your DNA. Everybody has it, the ability to access these things. So why are... So, so, why are, so spirits are why are, happier. Most, most spirits are pretty happy, though, I have to say. Even if they miss their family, they're really ha- usually very happy. So why are we in this physical sense now? Why are we not vibrating on this higher level? Well, this is a... Yeah, oh... Yeah, that's a good question. This is a very primitive plane of awareness. And this is a place where we're meant to make a lot of progress in the physical world. And so that, you know, it's like we only perceive, and this is a scientific fact, um, with all of our senses, we perceive less than 99.9% of all energy. 
That's all we perceive 0.1% of energy with all our senses. So when we have everything opened up, it just makes us more receptive to other emanations. I think it's too much at our level of involvement right now to process too much at this stage of development. So, I think we're too too primal. So Angel, when people have near-death experiences or can yeah. astral travel, um, sure. why do you, uh, why then do they come back seeing physical things if it's all on a vibrational level? I don't understand. Wait, that. wait, wait, I don't understand. Why do they see physical things? Yeah, so they experience a physical life, like with a near-death experience, they say well, you they know see their loved That's a really interesting question. Yeah, because it depends upon which, where your level of awareness is and which chakra you exit from. Because... If you exit through your solar plexus, you're going to go above your body and see your body. You know, it's funny. I had surgery years and years ago, 20 years ago. And I thought, I'm going to watch the surgery. And I don't recommend that, by the way. And I thought, I'm going to watch the surgery. And I'm going to leave my body. And I'm going to see what goes on. And I, oh, God. So anyway, I go out of my body. And the doctor is yelling at the nurse. Wait, so you like, hold on. You had surgery. I was, it was, you, it didn't start yet. It was the beginning. I was unconscious. But you will, you, you willed yourself I to have. My body. I've been doing that since I was a little baby. You know, that's easy. Okay. No, I don't know that. We have a uh, lot to catch up on. <laughs> yeah. 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 But then the doctor was yelling at the nurse because she didn't bring the gloves, special gloves, like rubber gloves he needed. And he started yelling at her. And then my father showed up. And then he's like, oh, come on, you don't want to watch this. And then I went with my father. But it was funny because I Wait, saw that. You went surgery. with your father where? My father's passed over. Right. So, um, what, yeah, he just he just took me to a really pretty garden and he talked about stuff. But the, what's funny, the, the point of the story is a week later, I saw the surgeon and I said, oh, I said, I know you were really upset at that nurse because she didn't have the gloves ready. And he was so horrified. And he's like, oh you were awake, you were awake in your surgery. And I was like, not exactly. And then he looked at me like, oh, great, another one. Like he must hear a lot. The surgeons, I think, hear a lot more than they say. But yeah, it was funny. Okay. That, but my point is I went out through my solar plexus because I wanted to watch what was happening. But if you if you go out through your third eye, you go back and forward in time. You can go back to childhood. You can even go back to your parents' childhood. You can go forward in time. It, it's sort of like um, a time machine in a way. Okay. And then if you go out your crown, you go to through the tunnel. And that's where you see God is all I can equate it to is God. Because it's definitely a higher energy. So is God physical or is God? Just a light. Just, I just saw light. Just he's a, very loving. Okay. Um, very, very, you don't want to leave, you know, when you see his energy. I saw him when I was young once, but... um. Now he just comes to me as a lay. But with, I haven't seen him in years and years and years, but um, I've only seen him a few times in my life, but it was profound. But it's just light that you see. You don't see. It's just light, but it, it doesn't need physical manifestation. All right. Yeah, but the tunnel is very fast and it looks like a tissue or something and it spins and it's super fast. And then at the end is a light. Are, are and then you... that's where the light talks to you. Are you nervous with, I mean, we're all getting to that older age. 
Right. Are you nervous or apprehensive about your own mortality? Oh, God, no. I look forward to it. And I can't really say that because I'm, t- I'm just talking to you because I'm being as honest as I can be because I know a lot of people are sad about things that have happened. But I'm sad when children or people are born and I'm happy for them when they die, you know, because mm. it, it's kind of like big jokes being played on us down here. I think a lot of people, once they get over there, they're going to be like, oh, my God, why was I so frightened? What was I scared of? So you said you go can go forward and backward in time. Yeah. Have you yeah. been forward? Physical world, physical world. Okay. Have you gone forward in time? Yes, in once, the- just once. Actually, no, twice, twice. And, yes. And how many years forward in the physical world? It's a good question. You know, I've never, I don't think I've, I've only talked about maybe once or twice in my life, but that one was, oh my God, it must have been like 2,000 years ahead. What did that yes. world... What does this there world wasn't look a world like here anymore? We weren't here anymore. Okay. Another world. It was a whole other world. And what Both was it? Times were other worlds. I have no clue. What, what did it look like? What was there? Um. Okay. One of the world. It seemed kind of dark, but there was rainbows a lot in the sky, and and sometimes, like people would get energy from the rainbows. It was like an energy source of some kind. Um. And that was, you know, everybody, it, 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 it was a much, it was a more peaceful, happier energy there. But the other place was, it was almost like they were all led by intellect and there was no emotion in this other place, mm. which I thought was a little scary. It wasn't meant to be scary. It just felt scary because I, I, as a physical being, I'm used to be having emotions play a bigger role in life. Interesting. But that almost doesn't count when you're in some places. So everybody now, I mean, we're into this crisis in the Middle East, and everybody's yeah. nervous on what yeah. the future looks like with that. Um, do you have any insights? If you don't, just say you don't. I, I'd rather not say, but it's, it's, it's going to be with us for a long time. Let's put it that way. It's not it's not going to go away overnight, but there's going to be some things that happen that are going to shake up the whole world. And it, it's going it, to in the next over the next 20 years, I, I want to focus on what is good that's coming. Mm, good for you. Um, but in the next over the next 20 years, you're going to see breakthroughs in science you can't even fathom right now. We're being pushed ahead 100 years. You know, I don't know if you remember from school, um, but, you know, there are the dark ages. And the Dark Ages set us back a thousand years. And the Dark Ages went around the whole globe. In the East, it was dark, too. It was like nobody really developed, moved forward, progressed. I think we're coming we're coming now into where we're going to have a lot of gifts coming from the universe that's after the tragic things that are coming, that's going to push us. Even Well, science is still going to go forward, even though these hardships are going on the on the other side of the world. And a lot of these breakthroughs are going to bring us cures with cancer, Parkinson's, blindness. Um, it's going to it's going to push us up a hundred years in science, so and in it's the, also going to push us up a hundred years in um, technology to do with space and communications. Interesting. Yeah. So, time. Yeah. I'm going to bring up something. So this is how yeah. Angel looks into the future. I saw on your Facebook, I came across it. 
um, maybe a year ago, where you actually astral traveled, and (laughs) this was pre-COVID, and had a conversation with Mother Nature. It wasn't, I had a conversation with her. Okay, tell me what happened. I watched her, and she was enraged. What happened? And I didn't know where I was. I was in a meeting. I was out of my body. I was in a meeting. There were all these spirits from all over the universe that were at this big, gigantic meeting. And there were, like, it was like, you know, like when you go to a, a theater and there's people, like, on different levels of sitting. And there were all kinds of spirits. And there was some spirits behind me that were from the earth that haven't been born yet. And they were going to make a big change in, in a good way on the earth. And I remember people were kind of resentful that they were there. Like they didn't deserve to be at this meeting because they hadn't been born yet. I mean, obviously they were born, they were existing somewhere else, but they were new to the earth plane. But most of the spirits there were not from the earth plane. There were just a few of us. And I didn't really know what was going on. It was like being in a huge sort of celestial court is all I could compare it to. And um, why were you sudden, why were you gifted to see that? I don't know. Why, I why no were you selected anyway? Oh, if it believe me, my life is I'm the most reluctant psychic person there is. I just kind of go with it now because I can't I can't fight it. Um, but what was really strange was I didn't know what was going on. I was expecting the meeting to be held with these three people that were or it was a board of people. I don't know. There were three or five or something. And. I remember this sort of creature walked in and she had a long like kind of gown on and it was covered in dirt and grease and oil. And I remember there was this. Oh, sounds so insane. There was like a frog sitting on it and he, he was angry. And I remember it were in part of the galley of the court area. There was the spirit of the sand. And I was like, God, sand has a spirit. Like stuff I never thought about before. The spirits of the trees were in one area. The spirits of the animals were in everybody. Everybody had a spirit. And I just remember being really confused about everything. And I remember the way um, she was so angry about how the earth had been treated that she wanted to, like, call the population. To do what? um, To do what? Call the population, like, shrink humanity a lot. And then she was asked for permission. And I guess she'd asked a few times because I got the impression she'd been denied and they gave it to her. And I was like, oh, my God, what does that mean? Like, what is she going to what is she going to do? Because I knew how angry she was. Was COVID the answer to that then? I, that was the start. Yeah, that was just the beginning. Yeah. Holy. We haven't seen the last of it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot to take in. I know. So, okay. So what's the meaning of life here on this earth? I, well, I think my sense is it's to collect vibrations of love in whatever form you find it. That's what I, I sense. Like you have to remember that all the different spirits here come from different quadrants of the universe, different levels of awareness but this is the oldest part this is like an old primitive planet you know like school or prison or something and um you're you're rubbing elbows with people from all over all spirits from all over the place and it's just to try to find camaraderie peace and a sort a sort of resonance love with 
whoever and whatever you come into contact with. Okay. And I, I, I feel like that sounds really cheesy, but that's the only thing it seems to me to be like to have peace with everything and everyone around you. That's, that's kind of the feeling I get, I get from everything. So your dad is in spirit. Will he always be your dad? When you transcend into spirit, will he? Yeah, probably. Well, he'll just probably always be my well, my earth spirit from this lifetime. My my physical. This he'll be my father from this place from this time. But what people don't probably think about or realize is that you can repeat a lifetime. Like so, you you can live your life and die, and then. For, you know, because time is so fluid, and Albert Einstein talks a lot about it. He, he said to think about time as though you're in a canoe in a winding river, and imagine that you get out of the canoe and you go above, and you can look down and you know you're going one place, but you can't see it because of the curves in the river, and you know you can't see where you were because of the curves in the river. He said time is just like that, and I agree, it is just like that when you astral project. Um, but you know, there's there's a lot of there, there's a lot of different levels of support. You have to ask them to help you or they won't help you. Like if, if somebody needs help financially, it's always good to ask Abundantia. I love Abundantia. Abundantia is who we Abundantia. get. Abundantia. Okay. Abundantia. Abundantia <laughs> is who we get the word abundance from. And she was on the Roman coins for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And that's who you invoke if you need money, a baby, or wheat. Abundance. So whenever you want to get over a ledge, it's really good to invoke a spirit for that. So, so. we were talking before about transfiguration. Is that something yeah. that you learned uh, at the schooling you I, went to yeah, in London? Yeah, you know, um, well... I that it, it it's probably something most people have never heard of. Um, if you go in that room, it's very strict to be allowed in the inner circles there. But um, in the inner circles, you know, where at the College of Psychic Studies in London, in London, yeah, okay, yes. And um, you've got you know like if you're one of those people that's loud and you know you're not allowed to even bring a water bottle. This is going back a long time mm -hmm. though. And you got to remember the teachers were Victorians. You know, they're so strict, Victorians. Um, yeah, my fa my family, my mother and my grandmother were born and raised in London. So I oh, have well, that's amazing. half oh, of that family that's over across the pond. <laughs> oh, my God, that's hilarious. What so I know they're strict. You know, they're very more. Oh, um, they're proper. Very yes. proper. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like you don't just get up and go to use the bathroom. And it is no, you ask you ask to go to the loo. <laughs> of course, that's right, the loo. Um, but um, with, with transfiguration, you know, it's funny. I still remember my first day there. What's really interesting though is my teacher Ivy. She was in her eighties at the time. Oh wait, that's my grandmother's name, who's passed. Oh, Ivy. Really? <laughs> yes. Not what was her last name? I hope it was in the same place. <laughs> no, I doubt it. She she, she died um, about twenty five years ago. This lady. Ditto. Oh, did she die? Nine, I think it was 92. Well, that's more than 25 years, but. Uh, 92. Oh, she did. Was, was her last name? Or, it was, it wasn't her because she was living in the oh, United oh. States. <laughs> oh, never mind. It's not her. Yeah, it's definitely not her. Um, it, was, it was funny, though, because, you know, the College of Psychic Studies, that was a quite a, that place in itself is, is it's like 
being a part of like Harry Potter's world, you know, it's, it's, did it look like, did it look like Hogwarts castle? Um, not that, no, it didn't look, no, but what was inside did, you know what I mean? Cause it's a big, big old white man, um, white stone in London and South Kent. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, the first time I went and I, you know, I've been going there many years, but to be allowed to watch the transfiguration was pretty, pretty mind blowing. What is it? I mean, I, I saw things there in that room that I, I never, I hardly talk about except with my students because nobody would believe me. But um, one of the most interesting transfiguration she she would Ivy would bend over and imagine you're looking at an eight year old woman that's very proper and very formal and then suddenly bends over and then when she sits back up a minute or two later it's got the face of a Chinese young Chinese man on her face how's how how wait how's and that happen how's that happen it's the it, it takes the um the energy of her and it's very malleable. It can be measured. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of like a white energy, like a white, it's like milk. It's like milky looking, foggy looking. And then he, he kind of uses her energy to have his face come through. And it's very strange to be chatted, talked to from a 5,000 year old spirit who looks young through an 80 year old woman's face. Mm. And it's like, he's very flirty, very flirty with me. And it it kind of threw me, you know, a little bit the way he acted. How many were in the room um, at the time? Say that again. What? How many were in the room at that time? Oh gosh. There were probably like 30 of us in the room that Mm. time. Do you still stay in contact with those individuals? Oh God, no, no, no. no. We don't communicate with each other because that, that, that's a pretty unique experience. I know, I know it is. Oh, there were more unique ones, believe me. Um, I don't even want to talk about them unless people know me and they've known me for a long mm. time before I, I even discuss what some of the other amazing things were. Yeah. But the transfiguration, um, it's something that. It, it, it the, the spirits come from a different time and then they talk through the face of the person that's there. And it's, it's very, it's very pronounced. It's like, you can't not see it. It's not like, Oh, I can sort of see it. No, it's right there. It's right in front of you. So it's hard to explain. So to wrap this up, what, what, yeah. what would you say to a parent who is grieving the loss of a child or somebody who is just grieving? I understand. Um, or is, yeah. You know, this well, this I, life it, is a hard life. Yeah, I agree. I know. Yeah. Oh, it's so hard. Um, what advice? Grief is good to go through. Oh, sorry. What were you saying? Yeah. What advice do you have Well, for us it's humans? It's good to go through like a year or two of sorrow and sadness and just expunge it for your, from your system. But then it's good to learn how to work with your psychic mechanism, your your, your chakras, so that you can, and don't just go to somebody that says that they know how to, I mean, it's, I, I shouldn't even say to do it because you're probably going to end up going to the wrong information. Well, a lot, most people don't know that much about it. It's very detailed, but um, to act like, just activate what I, what I showed you today and just have faith in the system 
and and don't like focus, focus, and, and try to work really hard and force it. It doesn't. You want to bypass your your conscious mind. You want to tap into your unconscious mind. Let it do the work for you, and then it'll happen. You'll see. If if you'll feel that somebody tap you, you know it's funny. I, I I when I went to bed the other night, this woman I know that died, and she shouldn't have died. She was on a cruise, um, and she was an amazing person from New York City. And um, long story short. She came to me the other night and it kind of shocked me a little bit. And she was like rubbing my arm, you know, like a full, full I, throttle rub. Oh, yeah. Full throttle. Totally. It like moved. It, it, yeah. Like you could, I could feel it moving everything on my arm. But it's not. I mean, that's nothing. I mean, that's just that's just what happened this past week. But um, feeling the touch of a spirit is good place for people to just focus on that and, and, and allow it to happen and be open to receive. People that are skeptical, just so you know, Cheryl, people that are skeptical, they'll never really get anywhere. I kind of feel sorry for those people because they can't get to a high vibration. They're not able to expand their auric receptors. But because they can't expand them, they can't receive the vibrations and get the information. Well, so, it's, it's so hard to visually realize that something else exists out there other than the realm that we're in because it's just like having a cell phone yeah. in college. I mean, we had to go down oh. the hallway to use a physical can phone. Can you imagine our lives? Can you imagine how easy our life would have been if we had well, the internet? Can you imagine if somebody told us back then that this is what a cell phone would look like and this is what it can do yeah. and we can yeah. call each other up on a video yeah. chat? Yeah. We would say to ourselves, nah. You're out there, right? So, well, you know, with everything perhaps, you're yeah. saying, we do have to open up our minds. Um, yeah. It's, and just think it's, out It's of, a roadblock if you don't open. You, you have to just let... But that's the, that's the mo- majority of individuals, Angel, on this planet, you know? Um, there's only I, very I few you, that... Yeah, I'm not around them very much, but yeah, you're right. Right, because you live in a different kind of existence than what us I do. We do. I was raised in it too, so yeah. Know, I have a mother and, that's a medium. Yeah, and back then you didn't let any of us know, and you had a certain situation no. happen with a sorority sister of ours that passed away. Yeah. That you yes. talk about. Yes. Uh, in your book, the psychology yes. of the soul, yes. which you yes. did not tell anybody yes. about yes. that. I mean, you kept things bottled yeah, up and to yourself because you were afraid, yeah. probably, of judgment. What we it, might I, think yeah. of you, and I didn't want to open that Pandora's box up when you were young. Then it would. Yeah, I mean, I I I would get so many. My sister, she's psychic too. My I, both of my sisters are psychics, but my one psych, my one sister this year younger than me, we were at prep school, and it, we were taught by nuns, a very strict school. And um, I get so mad at her because she would be like in the side by the lockers reading the nuns, giving. Re- my sister sees pictures and poems. My one of my sisters, that's how she does it. But it's so funny because all the nuns would ask her for readings. Mm-hmm. And they're not, you know. It's, does it's does not, that kind of contradict things? About I know, what and it the, was you know, Catholic schools. So. Catholic set, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but if 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 you just get rid of judgment and you get rid of 
like skepticism, the universe opens up for you. But if you can't get past that roadblock, you'll you'll never be able to see what's going on. Yeah. And, and I, it's just kind of funny. I, I didn't have any blocks about it because I grew up in it. I just didn't want to know. It's like, oh, God, that's the last thing I want to I want to hear about, talk about, look at, think about nothing you know, to do with it. I had no interest at all because, you know, I grew up with it. So it's not interesting to me. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I talk to mothers all the time who have lost children personally. Right. Person. Yeah. And uh, yeah. they can't get past that roadblock. And that grief is just overwhelming to them. Yeah, and then there's there's others like myself that they become spiritual and they get it because shit has happened. Right. Yeah. It's happened yeah. to yeah. them. So they got to explore always, what's going on. Yeah. Um, if, if, I, if I win the lottery and I bought a lottery ticket today because <laughs> and I always try to get one. I would like to have, like, so that people whose children have passed, that they could talk to me, like, you know, do, do classes and stuff for free, yeah. because, you know, it would, it would, I, I don't like charging, it, but I haven't, you know, it's just hard well, you not have to. Cause you I have to make a living, live. right? Everybody has yeah. to pay the rent. Yeah. <laughs> but I just wish that people could just not, you know, reserve that and allow it, allow things to unfold in their natural organic way and then down the road make the judgment but not don't make it the judgment yeah. before you know so individuals that really would like to explore this with you yeah. can go to your website yeah. say yeah. that website again angelville.net perfect www.angelville.net and that's you can there's you can read about different stuff too there. Well, thank you so much for your enlightenment. And oh, my pleasure. My I hope who's ever listening today um, has gotten received a lot of insight from you. I and hope so. Knowledge. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. And that I my if I could say one thing that makes me the happiest, it's giving tools to people that need to cross to the other place and yeah to get For comfort sure. you know what i mean for sure so. thank, thank you can, can i say one quick thing yes um my father commits suicide okay i'm sorry and i knew he was going to commit suicide of course and i kept running from pillar to post you know even though i live in europe i like you know wake up wake up can you see what's happening nobody would listen to me long story short he killed himself shot himself and i was looking everywhere for him and you have to remember, my mom's a medium, my two sisters are mediums, my grandparents, everything, okay? And none of us could find him. And then one day he appeared to us all, and we were all in different parts of the, of the world on the same night. Mm. And he talked about this place, and I, I want your clients to know about, or your listeners to know, he talked about this place called the Angelic Hospital. And he said it was where spirits would become integrated, and there were you know, angels are the one common denominator in all religions. I don't know if you know that. Even in the mud huts of 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 Africa, people believe in angels, angels. even in their religious doctrines. So the, these beings are in this hospital. It's kind of the only way, you know, you can equate it to a modern way of thinking. And um, that's where they go. And sometimes they'll feel like they're very far away for about a year to two years. 
like if, if the child was very traumatized by their death, you know, died in pain or whatever, you know, they might be gone a little bit longer, but then they'll come back. And when I say come back, you'll, you'll have a dream. You'll have some kind of message that they're back on the earth vibration. And even though they're not on earth physically, they're much more accessible when they get out of the angelic hospital. You can't, you can't really reach them in the angelic hospital. I have to triangulate with other spirits. And on rare occasions, I can communicate with one but it's very slow to hear what they came with them at that point. But it, just so your, your your listeners know that if they feel like their child is a thousand miles away, they are. They're a trillion miles away in, in a frequency we're not allowed to penetrate. Just for a short time. They'll come back, though. Thank you. You'll know. They'll make themselves known when they come back. Well, thank you for doing what you do. Of course. Yeah. I mean, you're very, you're very blessed. Oh, you might not think it, but you're very blessed. (laughs) Well, thank you. You know, we never can see what we see from ourselves. Right. Grass is greener, always on the other side. Um, Exactly. I know. Yeah. Well, thanks for the interview, Cheryl. It was was really nice to catch back up with you. Okay. Thank you. If you want to learn more about Angel, I would suggest going to her website or reading The Psychology of the Soul, which inducts the reader into secret worlds with rare insights and simple techniques to launch you into holographic thought. And we'll see you in three more weeks with a new episode of Where'd They Go? 